0: Save your seat now at com. That's com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass. You're listening to the Gold Digger Podcast, episode number 174. I am so excited for today's episode because we are interviewing one of my personal favorite podcasters, Caitlin Bristow of Off the Vine Podcast. Now she grew up in a small town of Alberta, Canada. She went on to the global stage, and she's a Canadian girl making waves in a big way. You might recognize her as a fun-loving woman who made Bachelorette history in her dramatic 11-season run. She's also known for her innate ability to captivate any audience. Gaitlin is a natural-born entertainer, and now she is a businesswoman. And so, there is no better time to have her on the podcast since the end of her season on the. Show, Caitlin has taken the social media, podcast, and business world by storm with over 1 million loyal Instagram followers. And she continues to showcase her personality and unique perspective in so many ways. Today, we're going to talk about her launch into stardom, what it's really like to be the bachelorette, how she transitioned her career after the show. How she handles criticism and how she created her own business while her fiance is also creating his. Hearing her story is just so much fun. And of course, we share a confession at the end, which will leave you dying laughing. But Caitlin has just been somebody in my life that really inspires me to just show up as real as it is. And she runs a podcast that is the only one that Drew and I can agree on. So off the vine is pretty much amazing. Before we dive on into today's show with my friend Caitlin Bristow, I want to read the review of the week, which comes from M. Coy. She says, newbie and in love. Shocker, but I started in January not only as a gold digger virgin, but a podcast virgin altogether. My New Year's resolution was to read more personal development books. And on January 7th, when I still hadn't read a thing, I thought podcasts would be a better place to start. So I asked for recommendations and the Gold Digger podcast was one of the first that was recommended to me. I am so in love with the podcast. I don't even have time to start tuning into others. However, I did make time for off the vine. Thanks to Jenna's recommendation. I love that all of your content is so relatable, regardless of the business you're in. Jenna, congratulations. And thank you for creating such a wonderful community and platform off to dig my biggest goals. Thank you so much M, for this. And I'm so glad you are also tuning in to Caitlin's show. This show is going to be such a treat. You guys are just basically listening in to two girls talk about
1: life. If you're ready to dig in, do the work, and tackle your biggest goals, you're in the right place. Here's your host, educator, photographer, and mac and cheese lover, Jenna Kutcher.
0: Okay, you guys, this... Has been months in the making. The Caitlin Bristow of Off the Vine podcast oh. is now on the Gold Digger. Welcome to the show, girl.
2: Thank you for having me. I know it's we've been talking about it for so long. Oh. I'm, I'm glad it's here. The time is right.
0: here. The time is here. Well, first things first, I have to tell you, Drew and I, your show is the only show we can both agree on. So when we have road trips, we legitimately listened to probably six episodes last weekend as oh we were God. driving to Wisconsin. And so Your show is the only girl show that Drew can... He doesn't even listen to mine. So you can see where you write in the life of the Kutcher's. But for those people who live under a rock and don't know who you are, can you share just a little bit? Who is Caitlin Bristow? How is your path unfolded? What's your journey been? Emphasis on the word journey.
2: (laughs) I know. It's amazing. Yes. I mean, do you have like an hour? Because I'm like, what do you want to know? Like, do you want me to start of where I came from? Like, it's crazy. 'Cause I'm like, I forget that I was even on The Bachelor first. Like, that just seems like such a lifetime ago, even though Carly and I actually and Whitney, we all sat down and watched a couple of our episodes and it was like I don't know, it just felt like a lifetime ago. But yeah, so I was living in Vancouver, my girlfriend signed me up for the show. I went on The Bachelor. I never in a million years thought they'd pick like a trucker mouth edgy Canadian to be the Bachelorette. I'm totally outside the box of like your typical all American girl next door. And it happened, they gave me they put me against another girl to be the bachelorette. So it was the first time in in history that they had two bachelorettes, and the guys had to decide. And then I think to be honest, it was like a crazy time for social media and Instagram was really just becoming like a business almost. And I feel like my timing to be on the show and come out of it was just like, I, I did not expect that. And I didn't know that that's what would come from it but now coming off the show and having like bachelor fans are very loyal <laughs> and they're very like they're just they'll stand by you I mean a lot of times if you stay in a relationship that helps but they're very loyal and so from that I've just kind of like been able to do things that I love and have everybody support and start my own business and I don't know it's been crazy
0: It has been a crazy journey. And for for those of you who don't know, Caitlin and Sean are still together after the show. I feel like I always get asked because I know quite a few of you that have been on the show, like, is it for real? Are they actually (laughs) together? And I'm like, yes, like the show. And you guys understand, like the concept is insane. Insane. And it's crazy to think that like, yes, you can actually find someone you love and like live with them and move on past the show. But I do want to give a little credit it and you can maybe help me fill in the stats on this women on the show so like the bachelorettes are so much more successful than the bachelors can you talk about that for a second because i think we need girl power
2: i know i love it i think it has a lot to do with intuition and like i just think that like it's not a I don't think it's a coincidence that like the last like five bachelorettes have picked the guy that they give their first impression rose to like, I think we just have good intuition. I think it's a tiny bit of luck. But I also think that I've said this before, and Sean doesn't agree with this. But I think it's harder for women to emotionally get past other relationships. And I think guys can compartmentalize a little bit better of what the relationships were and kind of move on.
0: Yes, I agree. I think it's just so interesting too, because Drew and I watch the show and knowing a lot of the behind the scenes and everything and, and editing and all of that world. Yeah. It's just such a crazy experience to go through. And one thing I'd love to hear you talk about just for a couple of minutes is like, how isolating of an experience it was for you because I don't think that people understand like you don't have your phone you can't watch tv you have no idea really what's going on in the world like your world is what is happening in front of the nation's eyes yeah what was that like because I cannot imagine that
2: that was definitely the hardest part for me just because I am like Everybody that knows me knows like I like to communicate I'm very like vulnerable and I like to talk to my family and friends about everything that's going on <laughs> in my life and so for me it was so tough to not have anything like you're not even really allowed to read books or watch TV. Actually, you can't watch TV. They cov- they unplug and like cover up all TVs. If you're in hotel rooms, you can't have any contact with the outside world. You don't talk to friends. You don't talk to family. And it's I think that's why a lot of people get extremely emotional and find it so hard because when in your life, like even if you're in a relationship, you're like, okay, well maybe I'll text that guy in a few days, but I'm going to talk to my girlfriends about it, and then I'm going to stalk yes. his social media to see what kind of like. <laughs> he is and you could do everything to kind of like just casually go about it where this is so intense and you're just like in it talking about marriage and kids and what you want out of life and you're not focusing on anything else except for these relationships and that's like as a viewer from watching the show before I was always like what is wrong like why are these girls crying after this amount of time and and now that's one thing that I love about social media is and like podcasting is I can now have a voice and be like, okay, this is why, like, nobody knows the isolation and and what you go through on that show and why people would get so emotional. But it's, it's lack of sleep. It's a lot of like, talking about your feelings, there used to be a lot of alcohol, not so much anymore. (laughs) And like, it's, again, you're isolated if anyone would get emotional in those situations.
0: One thing that I have just so much appreciated about you is, you know, you go on the show and you come off of it. And I think what would be so insane about the experience is you're in this bubble, you live this bubble, and then you have to relive it as the show airs. Yeah. And you've been really honest about how hard that was in Mm -hmm. the terms of people's opinions that maybe were unnecessary, people's comments. What was that like? Because... I get criticism. I think anyone with a platform gets criticism. But what was it like to experience a volume like that coming off of something where you did find happiness and love?
2: Yeah, that was the craziest part for me. (laughs) Like, I'm like, wait, I'm like happy and in love. And all I'm doing is being myself. And I'm getting hated for that, which is, I don't understand it. And I never will. Again, I think people think of Bachelor Nation, like, or, or, cast members as characters rather than yes. human beings and so they think it's not real they think you're just like trying to be good tv which some people are but <laughs> they forget that we're real people too and what's crazy for me is I think that I'm more sensitive to people not liking me now than I was in like the thick of things when it was really bad like I think I went on to that show with really thick skin and i think like i was like oh my gosh this is crazy how many people are hating me like obviously it was tough and i had moments where i like couldn't get out of bed i was crying and i just couldn't believe it but i had other times where i was like I'm gonna use this and like empower women and I felt like nothing could faze me and now somebody could like send me one
0: mean tweet and I'm like,
2: <laughs> they hate me. Hey, hate me. why?
0: <laughs> Isn't it funny? Okay, I wanna know because something that I've noticed about myself is like the larger my platform gets almost the more introverted I become. Just because every you feel like every single person wants something from you or you know, is in it for themselves. Have you felt that way at all either? Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
2: I saw that from the second I like came off the bachelor. And I think that really hurt my feelings because you just all that you've surrounded yourself your whole life with people that just like care about you. And otherwise, you wouldn't be spending your time with them. It's your close friends and your family. And then all of a sudden, you're thrown into this world where you have a platform and people who don't know you think they know you and they care about you and they're invested in what you're doing and they have opinions on seeing just what they see on social media and that whole it's just been like A wild ride for me to understand that and to have people now just like I have to question people's motives all the time and and I'm I always thought of myself as like a trustworthy person or being like you know how everybody says like oh I have like a good judge of character I'm like no I don't because so many people have surprised (laughs) me with like like thinking they just actually want to be a friend but then you know it's really discouraging actually and I now I'm just like I find myself to be so much of a homebody when I'm used like being a social butterfly. And I'm just, yeah, it's tough to question people like that.
0: It is so weird. And it's like, I like will not give out my phone number anymore yeah. unless it is a hundred percent necessary. Oh yeah. And it is just funny how, you know, especially people with big personalities like you and I, like we can be larger than life on social media and yeah. on podcasts and all of that. And then it's like, if you put me in a room with 10 people, like I'm probably going to go to the bathroom and sit on my cell phone for like 10 minutes because yeah. I feel so uncomfortable.
2: Well, and because then there's so much pressure of like who you're supposed- supposed to be because on social media it's kind of like a performance and so people think that that's how you're going to be at all times so I've gotten a lot of people who meet me at the airport and I'm they think I'm like closed off and rude when really (laughs) I'm just like actually I'm just like miserable at an airport and I don't know who you are and I'm like getting a little bit overwhelmed because like I can't be on all the time yes
0: Yes, Yes. the one of the best podcasts I heard recently was Amy Schumer on Oprah's Super Soul Session. And um, it was legitimately one of the best interviews ever. But they both Oprah and Amy are both introverted. And Uh Amy was like, I just cannot do small talk. Like if somebody's like, how was your flight? She's like, it went up and it went down. And you know, when you meet people in real life, it's almost like you're doing whatever you do for them for their experience of you. And usually it's like draining on us, you know, so it's very interesting.
2: It's very draining, but it's like so hard because you feel like Having this platform comes with that responsibility that, yes. like, you're making people's day by doing it. And who are we to say no to that or to be shut off? But at the same time, it's like we're human beings and it's just like hard to
0: navigate. Absolutely. Okay. So, one thing that I just find so interesting, and you already touched on it, is when you go on the show now, and I feel like this could almost add an interesting element to contestants is you don't know if people are literally just going on there to get a following so that they can quote become an influencer. And so you were kind of at the pinnacle of that when social media and Instagram and all that was really taking off. So was there like a certain moment after you were on the show where you realized like you, Caitlin Bristow, are now a brand. You're not just a person and yeah. you have this following and and now you have to navigate like what do you do with it and and what do you share and what do you post and who do you partner with? Was that kind of weird?
2: It was so challenging. And so like, I couldn't comprehend it. I didn't understand it. Because when I went on the show, in my mind, I'm like, I didn't even know the word brand. But I like, (laughs) but I knew that I wanted to build a brand. I just didn't know that that, that's what you said. Or like, that's what it was. I just knew I wanted to like, go on for the experience, maybe like, have something come from it where I could like quit my serving job and do something big. Like that's just all I knew, but I didn't know exactly what building a brand exactly meant or what like the level of what it could be from social media. So as I saw my following grow. I still didn't understand that I'd be able to make money off that or that that could become a business or a way that I like grow as like an entrepreneur. Like I had no idea that that's what that could be. And I'll never forget that I finally came off the bachelorette and I had hit like 1 million followers and I still didn't understand like, what does that mean for me? And all of a sudden this guy reached out and he goes, I'll give you $5,000 to put on a waist trainer and say that that's what you work out putting this waist trainer on. And I was like, Oh, what? And I'm like, hell yeah, I'll do that. And I just like, that was the best thing in the world. I'm like, you're telling me you're going to pay me like, I used to work my butt off for like, you know, I remember going to open up a I helped open up restaurant in Canada and I was managing and, and I was training servers and I was like, I'm going to make $10,000 in like four months. And I worked so hard. I worked like six days a week. I'd pick up people's shifts. I would do everything I could because I wanted to hit $10,000 in four months by like draining myself. So if you told me I could make 5,000 from one Instagram post, I was like, who in their right mind would say no to that. But then (laughs) fast forward to me posting it I had so many people unfollow me. I had so many people just being like, what are you doing? Like, that's so unhealthy. Why are you promoting this? And then my girlfriend, Penny, who is just like, she was in like Forbes, like 30 under 30. And she's just like this boss, babe who just gets that industry. And she's so smart. She called me and she said, Caitlin, take that the F off your page (laughs) right now. I don't care how much they pay you because what you need to do is be authentic and true to your following and do what they want to see and what they believe is what you believe in. And then you will get bigger brands down the road years later that will still want to work with you. She was just so, such a voice of reason to me that I was like, wow, Penny, it's just so hard. Like they offered me, she goes, I don't care. Like if brands down the road look at that, they're just going to be like, "Ah, oh, she'll promote anything. We don't want to work with her. And so I had to really start to understand what it meant to have a following and to being like, I have all these loyal followers and I need to be loyal to them as well and not just be, I'll promote this for money. So I ended up having to turn down a lot of money and opportunities <laughs> just to stay true to, to things that I believe in and things that I wanted to promote. And I think that's why... I had to think about the longevity of like an Instagram career because I didn't have a career to go back to and I didn't want to go back to serving. So it was it was very interesting. And and I will forever be in debt to Penny Chow because that woman gets it.
0: Well, well, and it's just so funny, too, because I'm like for every sponsored post that you see someone do, they probably had 30 other offers yeah. that they turned down that you should be thankful they turned down. I remember I mean, yeah. even last week, I think I turned down Probably twenty to thirty thousand dollars in offers of things yeah. that just weren't the right fit, and I yeah. don't think that people understand that. And so Ooh. it's always like it's like this defensive where you're like, if you knew the things that I just said no to, like let me say yes to Nordstrom or you know what I mean? Yeah, you're like- <laughs> I
2: know it's so crazy. I'll never forget how many people because because again, it was Instagram was so new to like making money that way that every single person and their dog would tell me to get a job everyone would be like this freaking couple like get a job get a life all these things and I was like yeah I have a pretty good one actually
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm killing it so thanks (laughs) that is so amazing so one of the reasons why I'm just so excited to talk to you now is like you have actually pivoted in such an incredible way like you are running multiple businesses right now and still doing all these crazy things you are on broadway mm-hmm. you have your podcast now which is incredible you guys i like it is the one show that i cannot miss because i wow. i just feel like when i go on a walk with my dogs or something like i am giggling i'm cracking <laughs> up and and you recently launched your newest business so let's talk a little bit about what it's like being a businesswoman in And the projects that you have, starting with Off the Vine. I mean, if you would have told me five, four years ago that I would have been a
2: businesswoman, like (laughs) I would have, like that's just so funny to me because I've never been the kind of person to be like this, like crazy hustler to like live my dream job. Like I've always just been like. I'm going to just go along with the flow of life. And like, I just feel like the right things are going to happen if I'm a good person. That's like always what I told myself. And (laughs) I always wanted, since I was little, I don't know what this is, but I always wanted to have my own radio show. And I always pictured myself like sitting in some studio, having my own show. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm podcasting, like, and Broadway, like all those things I've thought about since I was little. And and this is it. Like, it's just so crazy that it's actually like happened for me now. And so my podcast was just a no brainer when it was just like the right time to get into that space. And people are loving podcasts. And I was like, it's basically my own radio show. And I'm like, right now I'm not wearing pants and I can do that because I'm podcasting. (laughs) Like, you know, that's my job is I can wear no pants if I want to, but it was, I always thought I'd want to be on TV. But once I went on TV, I was like, Oh no, This uh, gives me a little bit of anxiety. I'd rather just, you know, have my little one-hour podcast show and be able to connect to so many people through that. And all I wanted to do, I didn't want to make it deep, but, like, be able to have deep conversation if that comes about. But I just really wanted it to be a little escape for people for 45 minutes to an hour of just, like, being able to like be on a treadmill and just like have to stop because you're laughing so hard or like be very relatable and share these embarrassing confessions where people are like, oh my gosh, I thought I was the only one, but also be able to bring in like all these females that are doing big things and inspire women who are listening. I mean, there's, I feel like people listen in Australia and I'm like, what is going on? (laughs) And it's just such a, it's such an exciting space to be in right now. It is.
0: It is. And I think, too, it was funny when Caitlin and I jumped on the show. She's like, Can you see me? And I accidentally said, Yeah. I yes. said that. She went, Can you hear me? And then she's like, Oh my God, you can see me. And I was like, What are you naked? Like, but you actually could be. There are some benefits to podcasting. Yeah. That is exactly. for sure. Activations are a groundbreaking new type of audio that's this mix of a motivational podcast, cinematic music, and guided visualization. They are fundamentally different from meditation and a lot more exciting to listen to. Instead of calming you, activations are motivating, energizing, and transformative. You'll reach your goals faster whether you want to earn more money, get clarity, achieve a health goal, or feel like you're reaching your highest potential. They're essentially a shortcut to get to where you want to be and the ultimate way to visualize your future self. And you can only find them on the superhuman app. I use and love superhuman and find myself playing activation several times a day, whether I'm baking bread, So visit activations.com forward slash gold digger now for over 60% off. Do not miss out on this crazy deal. They rarely do discounts and it expires soon. That's activations.com forward slash gold digger. So let's talk about your scrunchies that just launched. Walk us through idea to creation to launch and kind of what that process was and why you embarked on it.
2: Yeah. Okay. So I've never stopped wearing scrunchies since I was little. Like I can't believe that they're back. Like this couldn't be a more exciting <laughs> time for me because everyone, even people on the show would laugh that I would wear scrunchies once in a while because I'd be like, it doesn't ruin your hair. Like I'm, I've am got fine hair and I've always been kind of paranoid about going bald, which I did on the show from stress <laughs> and like, Yes. And hair extensions and all these things. And I have found that scrunchies don't rip your hair out like elastics. They give you so much more volume. They're super quirky and cute and just add to any outfit. I feel like I'm now starting to rock them on my wrist or on my arm. I just feel like they're an accessory. And I've always loved the 90s. Like I cannot let go of the 90s. And so <laughs> this whole thing, to be honest, I was inspired because I, I did always wear scrunchies. And there was this local girl from British Columbia, and her scrunchie line's called Chelsea King. And I absolutely love her scrunchies and they inspired me to do my own like funky scrunchie line and start like, you know, start the conversation about scrunchies and really get the world on board. (laughs) And so she inspired me and, and I wanted to start a scrunchie gang and I just think it helps people like bring out the fun side of their personality and I just think scrunchies are quirky.
0: I love it. So you have the idea then then what like how did you (laughs) actually get a scrunchie in your hands where you're like I designed this?
2: Yeah so then me and I am so lucky to have my team of girls that work with me because they are girlfriends and they were girlfriends before the show and they again are just these boss babes who just kill it all the time at Bouge Media and they've helped me tremendously in my like business endeavors because they they just get me and I think that comes across to my followers and they're not just in it for you know the money for themselves they actually like want to support me and and see the best for me and they understand like my weird visions and go with them too so they helped me like look into the best materials and the highest quality and the right like colors and we wanted to start off with just like really basic to see if people were down with the scrunchie line like we just wanted to see if people (laughs) want would get down with it and everybody was so on board that now we can't wait to come up with different patterns and fall collections and like just really go for it
0: I think that's so awesome and And I think you did a really good job of like hyping up the launch of it so much so that you sold out of everything. (laughs) But also with that, you know, people have opinions. And I like voice texted you the next day because I'm like, it was like on your birthday. And (laughs) then you're launching this. And I feel like every time I come out with something new or a new offer, you get so much goodness. And then you get a few naysayers. And people like you and I, we focus on those darn naysayers. Uh, So what was it like when people were complaining or saying, oh, they're too expensive or whatever? And how did you deal with it?
2: Yeah, I should have known because I mean, anything that you do with a platform will get those people that want to just tear you down for it. And I kind of lost sight of always what I tell myself. And that's that if people are going to hate on it, it's because either they're like insecure about something with themselves, or they are like, you know, they wish they could have a successful scrunchie line and like do all these things. And I realized that the people that were saying these negative things to me were people that had tried to start their own business, and maybe it didn't work out for them. And so they were upset. And I should have had more empathy for the people that were trolling me, which is the hardest thing to do. (laughs) But I should have because it's all like, you know, it all stems from their own insecurities or or them just like not being happy for somebody. And I I try to have empathy with those people. But I mean, obviously, sometimes that gets the best of you. So I did clap back a couple times, which (laughs) I may regret a little because let's be honest, $17 for a scrunchie is asking a lot. But I always want to guarantee people that you're going to get the best quality and the best material and that you're going to have that for such a long time. And that it's just like being part of the like, you know, the tight knit scrunchy gang. And, and it's people once they got them were like, wow, this is the best quality I've ever had. Like, I totally understand now. And I eventually want to be like, doing collaborations with charities and different people so that part of that can go like to the kind campaign, which I'm really passionate about. And I love what they're doing. And so I think people will start to understand. But that's just I mean, if anybody who has a following, or even who doesn't starts up a business, there are going to be people who say negative things and want to see you fail, which is awful, but you just have to focus on the people that like are supportive and loving. But yeah, I definitely, I had a challenging time with that because I don't know. I think I thought people would be, I think I thought I weaned out like all those haters, but yeah. then I realized like, no, I didn't. And, and that's okay. Oh. And that's okay.
0: Well, and the thing is too, and what people don't understand is like when you're launching a new business, especially a product business, their volume is a huge discussion. So whether you order a hundred or you order ten thousand, you know, you have to invest a ton up front without really proof of concept. And so Of course, Caitlin Bristow is not going to order 10,000 scrunchies, have them shipped to your home in Nashville and be like, don't worry, honey, these are all going to sell out and we will not (laughs) live with boxes of scrunchies here forever. And so it is just funny because anyone that's in the business world that's ever done anything with physical products understands that, but consumers don't. And so when they're saying like, oh, I can get this at Amazon or Walmart. Well, sure. Walmart can order a million scrunchies. And so I just, I was like thinking from the standpoint of like, okay, now there is proof of concept. Now you know these things are going to sell. Give the girl a chance to see how the market does. (laughs) Right, exactly. That's actually such a
2: good point. I wish I could just take that clip of what you just said and like put it on like every platform Um, I have.
0: I know it is just so hard to and I think too, it's so funny. I had a troll the other day on my account and You know, it's so funny because I engage as well. There's just something in me where I'm like, "Uh uh-uh, you will not get by without like coming at me. And then I'm like, why am I doing this? Why am I even responding? But it it sucks Well, Well, sometimes, sometimes, here's what
2: I think. Sometimes a little passive aggressive comment that's like got a little bit of kindness to it, but also like a little bit of attitude might make that person think twice before they do it again. And so- so i justify it sometimes by saying like it's not going to ruin my day i'm not like i'm not like thinking about this troll 10 hours later like but like obviously they're really like upset by something that i've done but the thing is that if you can make them think twice and be like, maybe they'd go to say something negative on somebody else's page, they'd be like, Oh, gosh, that one time Caitlin called me out, like, maybe this person's gonna call me out again. I can't do that. So nice. I'm like, maybe I'm like doing my part <laughs> in stopping some trolling. Oh, I know. I always am like, I'll be praying for you. <laughs> I'm like, Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, or my favorite is like, Oh, shame on you. Like, you're a Christian do better like because it's always Christians for some reason that have a hard time with me. But I need to I need to rewind for a second because you said like when you're like don't worry honey I'm not gonna have all these boxes of scrunchies and like never sell them I'm like oh well that's really funny because good old Sean B ordered a buttload of Rick and Donna mugs that are sitting upstairs in our storage just like hundreds of Rick and Donna mugs that we did nothing with so
0: Isn't that hilarious I'm like I feel like every entrepreneur has that today I was rushing out the house And I was like, oh my gosh, I need a bag. And I had ordered like a hundred tote bags with my logo on them back in the day, probably five years ago. My logo has changed probably five times since then. And I like grabbed one of those and I was like, oh, this is a good purchase back in 2011. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Gosh, trial (laughs) by fire. That is so for sure. So now let's talk about Sean because Sean also is launching a business. So here you guys are. You're both launching businesses At the same time, talk a little bit about what it's been like for you because you guys have been super busy.
2: (laughs) I know. It's so funny how many crazy rumors are going around right now that we, like, aren't together because we haven't, like, posted in a long time, even though we just did, like, the other day. But, like people are just like reading into it. And then I've gotten all these messages from people saying like, you're not wearing your ring. And I'm like, that's really funny, because I actually did a whole article with I can't remember what magazine, but I actually am not wearing my ring. And that's because we have had a plan since the beginning, since we got engaged, that he was going to repropose. And we wanted to do that again and have it done like where I wasn't, I didn't see it coming. And Right now we are so crazy busy and it actually is a really tough time for us because I don't ever see him. He's obviously like full blown into this gym. I'm doing everything like we're so busy that it actually is hard because I don't feel like we are spending quality time. And I always like to be real and say like, you know, right now we are having a tough time in our relationship and that's okay because we are a team and I know that we will get through anything. And of course, when two people start their own businesses, like you don't have that, like, I keep going back to like quality time. Like, to me, that's so important to like keep a relationship strong and always coming back to being on the same page. But really, every time he comes home, he's so tired that he just goes to sleep. And then I'm like, oh, I just want to eat dinner <laughs> together and like talk. But, anyways, and so we are doing it so that he can have the ring. And then when we get like, into the, that right mode again, like we actually want to repropose and then start planning a wedding. So everybody's like, Oh, when are you getting married? When are you getting married? And it's like, when we have that moment between us of the engagement again, that's when we want to be like, now we're sitting down and now we're going to, to make wedding plans. So it's like, we're both so excited for each other, obviously, and supportive. And I was there for his opening of the gym and he's killing it. And it's just, it's just tough.
0: Well, and it's crazy, too, because like Drew and I have similar circumstances, but we kind of were able to pass the torch where it was like Drew supported me for five years while I got my stuff up and running. Then I passed the torch and like now is your time to go. And I think that both of you are so smart because you realize like you have this gift of a platform, but it's up to you how you use it. And you are both launching really, really freaking big things all at once and they're very different and you kind of live in different worlds and Mm -hmm. like it is it's just being an entrepreneur is so hard and I mean what do you think is the biggest misconception about you guys and the businesses you run yeah
2: I think everybody just thinks like and this was a big part of one girl who I actually had a full conversation about who was trying to tear me down about the about the scrunchie line is that They just think, yeah, well, this isn't hard for you because you just have over a million followers. So you can just do this and be successful. But people like don't realize the passion and hard work and hours and emotion and energy that we put into what we're doing and that we're both doing things that we really love to do. Like I really love podcasting and connecting with people and being able to share that connection with however many people are listening. I love doing funky stuff with like scrunchies. I'm going to be starting a wine label yes. as well, which is like obviously something that's like <laughs> dreams are made of in my mind. And Sean's like so passionate about fitness and helping other people. And opening a gym is like not a small thing and launching an app at the same time. And I think people don't realize the hard work that we still put in and it doesn't just fall into our laps from having
0: a following. I think it's almost harder work in one sense where it's like people know you from this one thing and how do you like expand that in a way that supports what they know you from, but also like Mm -hmm. invites them into the next season. And I think too, I mean, this is an honest question, but is it almost harder? Like every new season that comes out of the show, like you are more of a quote has been because you're not as recent. Like, do you feel pressure in that sense?
2: I did before, just because, like, I think again in my time of being the Bachelorette, and then Ben's season was one of the highest-rated seasons they've ever had after mine, and then JoJo becoming the Bachelorette after me, and then surpassing me with following. I was like, does this mean I'm irrelevant <laughs> and that like people don't care anymore? And that, and then you start to like do the compare thing, and then I'm like, no, you can't do that. And and to be honest, I want. I wanted to move away from that and establish myself as like in the business world and yes, be thankful for where I came from and for what show I was on. But like, I don't want to be always like attending the bachelor viewing parties and doing bachelor things with bachelor nation. And I like all those people obviously. And that's where I came from. So I obviously appreciate it, but I did want to move past it. So it's like yes and no with each new season. I just feel like I'm doing more things that I'm passionate about now and almost forget that's where I come from. <laughs> but th- then I slowly remember as soon as I do anything and I'm not posting with Sean, they're like, oh, what? Yeah, Sean. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's definitely in the back of my mind. Sometimes like I always think about the show ending, like if the show ended, would I be like, would that be a good thing or am I still staying relevant somehow in that world by it still continuing to air I don't know
0: yeah I love that it was funny we were on vacation with Des and Chris in Hawaii and like we were just dying laughing because anytime Des would post a photo of just her she would get like a 100% less likes than like if it was them together and we were just geeking out because we're like seriously like people want to continue that narrative that was started yep. on the show and anything else is less than in their eyes and we're like yes. oh my gosh it's just so, so so funny.
2: invested in the relationship I always say too I'm like these people are just so upset about <laughs> us like possibly like not being okay and I'm like if we weren't think about how I would feel like this is my yes. the love of my life. Could you imagine like, all these people are so worried about us breaking up. And I'm like, what about my feelings? Like, if that was <laughs> happening, I would not be okay.
1: Yeah,
0: I know. It is so funny. I feel like your guys's relationship is so similar to ours. And I think that that's one of the reasons why everyone loves you is just it's so relatable. I feel like you are incredible at just showing up online. And you've recently done, I think a lot of really amazing work. I know with Erin, we've both worked with her. God bless Erin of Raw Beauty Talks. But what have you noticed in terms of yourself as like some big changes that you've been through? Because I feel like you truly are like an advocate for women.
2: Well, thank you for saying that. That's like the best thing I could ever hear. I just feel like Erin has actually helped me a lot through that. And I think growing up in a dance studio may have caused some damage because I just, I can remember standing in a mirror with all the girls in my ballet class lined up and we would all just compare our bodies and do like, just talk, oh, I wish I had this. I wish, and I wish I had your this. And like, that's just what we did. And I was in a dance studio six days a week. And so I think it was like a long journey through my 20s to have the self love that I have today. And just like knowing now in the world of social media, how fragile women can be at such a young age, and then be comparing themselves online to a highlight reel has been so terrifying to me, because I want to have kids. And I have a niece and I just like, I don't know. It just scares me so much that I want to just be always having conversation about it, and like people just think, "Oh, I'm so tiny that that's like that you can't have body issues if you're tiny." And really, that's like I used to wear baggy sweaters in the middle of summer because people would always make comments about my twig arms, and like they would always try and tear me down for my size. Even doctors would tell me that I must be sick, and all these things have happened through my life that. I'm now in a place where I still have weak moments and I still find myself being on social media and being like doing the thing that we all do in the suck hole of Instagram. But I just feel like from talking to people who are women and understand and just by, just by having conversation alone has really helped me. And so I always want to be open and honest to those kinds of conversations for women who are following me as well and know that like, just because you see me on social media and see these pictures that are all just like, not photoshopped, I don't photoshop, but I like edit and do like, make it prettier and all these things like that. I'm still a real person and that I still struggle with certain things, but that that you can just grow as a person if you're willing to talk about it and be honest.
0: I think you I don't think you realize this, but I think you have actually challenged a lot of other people in Bachelor Nation to show up real and not retouched. And I think that that is a really cool thing. I think sometimes we just need to see someone do it. And then Mm -hmm. be like, okay, like I can do this. But I also think too, and one of my biggest things when it comes to like, quote, self love and body positivity is like all body positivity. And and I yeah. always combat the comments of like, finally, a real body when they see my body, because it's no more real than uh, yours. And it really, yeah. really irks me because it's like, no, say like, finally, a body I can relate to or finally, yeah. a body that's not retouched, because I think you and I get the same amount of body shaming or body hate. And we yeah. have totally different body types. Yes. but it's one of those things where it's like, no, like we have to be the representation that we wish we were seeing. And I loved that photo that you posted where you're like, I almost didn't post this because I have cellulite. Like yeah. cellulite, everyone has it. Like it is everyone. just a normal thing. And, and you recently said on your show, like, I wish I didn't even have to point that out in yeah. the photo, like that we could just get to a point where that was just accepted. That's what I, I, I
2: loved doing that. And I was, obviously mad at myself for a hot minute for like, even thinking about like, not posting that because of what I want to stand for. And because I'm like, like, there are so many young girls that follow me, who, oh, my gosh, I couldn't believe the response of people who were like, I thought that you had a like, a perfect body. And I'm like, well, that doesn't mean it's not like, nobody has a perfect body. Because I mean, that would just be weird but like like that doesn't mean it's not perfect that's just part of being a woman like that's that's just we all are going to have and they just couldn't believe that I had it because I'm small but I'm like no that's just every woman needs to know that it's okay to have cellulite because we all do and for like girls to be so their vision to be so warped of what a woman's body should look like I mean it was it was a thing for us probably when we were younger too because of magazines but I mean it's just a whole other level now with social media. But yeah, I would love to, to next time, just not even have to say anything about it, because that's like, that's
0: what it should be. Amen. Okay, so on your show, one of my favorite things is Caitlin's confessional booth. And I wish I could drink wine to wash away my sins. Oh my gosh, yes,
2: congratulations. (laughs) I like meant to open with that and say that and then we just got like rolling. But oh my gosh, I'm like, so excited to watch your journey of being a mom. I'm just so happy for you guys. So
0: crazy. So okay, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first?
2: Okay, I'll go.
0: I got a good one. Don't worry, I I got a good
2: one. Okay, good. I just feel like anyone who like listens to my podcast would know this about me, but we're going uh, there. Oh, we're going there. I seriously didn't shower or change my underwear for six (laughs) days and didn't even realize it. Like, I like. Okay, that is like so disgusting. But I, I if I was like a mom or like, do then I would have an excuse. But like, what excuse do I have? I honestly like showered and got ready and had like something going on. And then I went to sleep and then Whitney came the next day. And then I just found myself like quickly changing outfits. And then we'd go out and do something. And then we'd come home and have wine. And then I'd like put on my pajamas and then we'd wake up and we'd have stuff to do the next day. And then I'd be like, okay, well, my hair is really greasy today, so I'll just put it in a pony, a scrunchie, duh. And then the next day, I'll be like, okay, well, today's a hat day because it's really greasy. And then all of a sudden, I, I was like, oh, my gosh, Caitlin, you are on day six, and you haven't changed your underwear. That is like the grossest thing I think I've ever done. Oh,
0: well, I have a good story with that is when we went viral – in my yeah. caption, it said, Drew loves me even when I haven't showered in days. And yeah. I cannot tell you the amount of trolls that picked it up and were like, ew, why wouldn't she shower in days? And I was like, I legitimately don't shower for days. Yeah, me so either. I hate showering. I edited that part out because so many people yeah. were getting stuck on that part to like see the actual message. Yeah. But I was like, legitimately, right. I don't shower for days sometimes. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so mine happened recently. I was in Pittsburgh. I was shooting with Ari and I was driving to the airport and they rented like a nice car to take me to the airport. And I had yeah. morning sickness, which is actually all day sickness. So whoever named yeah. it morning sickness, God bless, you. like what the hell? Yeah. So yeah. I'm in this like fancy like escalade, which is hilarious because I'm fine in a taxi cab, and we're driving yeah. in Pittsburgh traffic. And I'm kind of feeling lightheaded and I had on this bra from Aerie and I was like, my boobs have really gotten big. So take my yeah. bra off in the back seat and just shove it into my bag. And then I'm yeah. still feeling sick. So I'm like looking around and I'm like, is there like a bag I can puke into? Like we are in yeah. stop traffic. Yeah. And so finally... I asked the driver, I'm like, is there any way you can pull over? I'm pregnant and I'm super sick. And so he's like thinking like, I'll pull over at the next exit. And I'm thinking like, you're like pull over now. immediately. And so oh, no. I like start to open the door and he's like, oh my God, you mean like now? And I'm like on the side of the road now. Oh, no. So I end up throwing up all over the side of the road and <laughs> I get to the airport and now I am brawless. I have puke on my yoga pants. I oh, you poured get that into line at TSA and a girl recognizes me. And no, I no. I'm like, Oh my God. And she's like, Oh my God, Jenna Kutcher. Can I get a picture with you? And I'm like, can you just give me a minute to go into the bathroom? And so yeah, I like please pick, please pick another bra and clean the puke up off my pants. And nobody knew I was pregnant at the time. So I couldn't like give an explanation. Right. So right. just smiled oh for the photo. Gosh. So, girl in the Pittsburgh airport, God bless yes. you. But you got a real yes. good version of me that
2: day. <laughs> oh my gosh, oh. that's so like raw and real. I love oh, it. love it was I love awful. It. it was so, so funny. That, I know. Yeah, I'm just like that. I don't know how you have to like still be your working uh, self and traveling and ha- and deal with it. the
0: best part was is that I was 12 weeks pregnant shooting in lingerie which I would not recommend for Good anyone because you. you feel like you've just eaten a taco and that's kind of what yep, course. <laughs> for you um, oh my gosh so what are you super excited about right now like what are you pumped up about what's coming up for you guys what's like getting you out of bed in the morning
2: I'm really excited to, to be starting a wine label. Yes. Like that's one thing that I'm just about to like really dive into because we've had to figure out all the logistics of me being a Canadian and starting a business <laughs> in the States. And that's just a whole other story. But I just think like seeing how excited people get over things that I'm passionate about, like just really, I just feel so grateful. So I just, I trust that like anything that I'm going to do that I'm passionate about, I know I'll have all these people behind me. And that gets me really excited. And to be honest, Sean and I are going to San Diego on the 22nd to get fitted for Callaway golf clubs, like custom fitted, and go do this whole thing. And we cannot wait, which is so funny, because I'm like, that's actually what I'm really excited
0: about right now. I love that. It'll be so good for you guys to just get away for a couple days too, like, Away from yeah. This. Oh, I totally agree. We need it. I cannot wait for your wine label. I hope that it comes out after I've given birth so that I can not be jealous of you drinking. It.
2: <laughs> yes. Well, as soon as you have the baby, I'll send you all oh, the wine. I'm
0: so excited. Well, you, my friend are just someone that is so inspiring to me. I, I really just think that when I listen to you, I feel less alone because I think the things you think and I think so many people just don't say them and you finally do. And also, every time you laugh on the podcast, we just laugh because it is the best. Oh,
2: my gosh. My uh, like old man tackle. That's so <laughs> yes. funny. Well, I feel the same way about you. You're an inspiration to me and I love following you.
0: So where can everybody find you? Tune into your show. Buy some scrunchies. Give us all the links.
2: Yes. So go follow my scrunchie line, which is do edit at D E W E D I T. And there's a lot going on on there. And there's like a link for when the relaunch will happen. And otherwise, everything for me is at Caitlin Bristow, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and then I have an off the vine podcast Instagram page. That's really fun and funny that I definitely like (laughs) post anything and everything there. And I'll keep everybody posted on the wine label. I don't think I'm releasing the name of it yet. But I will shortly and off the vine podcast comes out every Tuesday and my great
0: therapy episodes come out every Thursday where it's just like right now I do a little bachelorette recap yes I love that we were listening to it the other day and Drew's like shouting at you when you're talking about something and you're like what is it called and he's like oh I know his name like, like, okay. Here we welcome. go. oh my gosh well we will be tuning on in thank you so much for sharing everything with us today and guys go check out off the vine thank you I mean this kind of goes without saying but can you guys see why I'm obsessed with Caitlin I remember the first time that I knew that she knew I existed she had posted something about inspiring Instagram accounts to follow and tagged me and I was like wait she knows that I'm a human like what Since then, we have become friends. We text each other, voice text each other. But she has just been this person in my life where I always feel like she shows up just as she is. And it really, really inspires me. Today, I loved how she shared some of the behind the scenes of being The Bachelorette, how she talked about launching her own business and what it was like to handle that criticism. And what I really love about her is that she's not hiding anything. She's showing up, sharing all this stuff. And she admits that she's not an expert in anything, but that she's just doing the best she can. What a beautiful reminder that our platforms are a gift and that whether you have 100 or 1 million followers, you are given the opportunity to choose what that energy goes to. I am so, so thankful for KB. And I really hope that you guys tune into Off the Vine. If you need a good laugh, trust me, you better tune in. I am the lunatic walking my dogs laughing out loud to her show. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for coming on.
1: And until next time, Gold Diggers, keep on digging your biggest goals. Thanks for listening to the Gold Digger Podcast. Dive into the show notes for this episode and all past episodes at www.golddiggerpodcast.com. If you love the show, share it with a friend. The more the merrier. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time, you gold digger you.